everybody. Been a long week, maybe short, especially if you're just catching in from the last episode immediately, right away. How's everybody doing from last week? Holding up? Super. Doing good? I'm doing good. Motivated. Well, we're missing one of our players. It's uh, Thanksgiving time around here at this time. Maybe it is also for you. And they uh, have some family in town, so we're going to be playing without them today. But they'll still be in the story. So, who would like to give us our recap of last week? I can give it a shot. Uh, so the group sort of reconvened after our meeting with Rourke and uh, obtaining our requisition requests from uh, Gilly. Some of them messed up, some of them not. In the end, it all shook out. And we made our way south toward Shell Shalom, sort of trying to decide whether we wanted to continue supporting Rourke or change our allegiances over to this, this queen, or whatever it is she decides to style herself as. Um, upon arrival in Shell Shalom, we noticed that everyone there didn't even want to give us the time of day. Most people pretended we didn't even exist. I eventually figured out that was sort of a, a ruse. We, d we did, in fact, continue to exist, so that was good news all around. Uh, we ran into a tiefling, though we didn't recognize her as such. None of us have ever seen a tiefling before. Um, and we determined very quickly that she was the individual we were seeking out, had sent by had been sent by King Rourke to find. Uh, she identified herself as Rochelle, but she had some magic going on, so some of us weren't, weren't, uh, didn't have our wits completely about us during that conversation. But it sounds like we've all generally agreed that she is the one we would like to ally ourselves with, for the moment at least, but she wants us to make a name for ourselves, prove ourselves worthy of being her followers, and the mission we currently find ourselves on is heading into the the elven woods looking for some sung wood to return to her but that is a perilous endeavor given that it's highly dangerous to enter those woods in the first place let alone try to leave them again with elven property and try as we might we found ourselves hopelessly lost on our way and that i believe is where we will pick up thank you for the recap so during this walk up here we had a fun little role-playing session that I would love for you guys to to join us in. And it all started with Corn uh, wanting to speak up and try to get to know everybody. Yes, yeah, so um, we're all together enjoying our little uh, walk in Grandma's forest. Um, so I speak out to the rest of the group. So, what kind of name do you think we should call us, ourselves? Like, um, uh, like that Fat Noble said, uh, the other day while we were in the city, uh, Miles and Lily, as a way to, you know, possibly, you know, uh, explore, uh, explore and brand ourselves to, like, other businesses and such. I mean... Every group has a name, you know, like a band name. Any thoughts? So wait, you're actually going to go with this terrible organization name again? Like, you guys are going to come up with an acronym 
Oh, not again. Alright, what do you guys have this time? I'm sure this has already been pre-thought out. If we do that? That is to say, our previous um, selves have pulled a moniker from the ether? Seems to me like they would have accomplished something together more significant than a successful flight from violence before proclaiming themselves as a band of adventurers. What have we done to name ourselves for? Oh, uh, historically? Nothing. Hmm. True, but once we do something amazing, like deal this magical uh, tree uh, lumber, we, we would... We could make a name for ourselves, like, accomplishing something like that. Or would you prefer some stupid name that the common people come up with? Or whatever uh, Rochelle is, like, bouncing ideas off of. What about Harvesters of Sorrow? Bane of what was? Chainbreakers? Cycle-enders? Fab five plus Gilly? No, no, not that last one. Uh, since you're all miscluding the, uh, miscounting and included me, I don't, I do, uh, do not include me, please. And try to count properly. There's clearly more than five of us here. Yeah. Besides, he's not cute enough to be a mascot. How about? The ones who don't listen. Then Gilly looks at uh, Lily. Yeah, but that could be used to reference anybody. Well, since we're still traveling along, and there's really nothing out here in these woods, might as well play some music. As uh, Corrin pulls her instrument over her shoulder. Oh, I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know when, where I've been. Here I go again on my own, going down the only road I ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. To walk along the road alone. A path that assumed to be unknown. For the one thing I do know is that I'm never alone. My thoughts are with me and keep me sane. While my feet take me to my fame. I stop and miss a tone as I hear um, Gil singing. I turn and look over to Gil. Hey, how do you know those lyrics? Did you look through my journal? Stop, stop walking. The, the world may change, but some <laughs> things stay the same, Moisia. Some few hundred rotations ago, you wrote similar notes on your wedding day. You were afraid, alone, and only had a broken promise to keep you sane. Uh, hearing all this, um, Corn is just agitated and frustrated, uh, putting away her 
uh, instrument as she cannot stand uh, the thought of this cycle rotation nonsense that he keeps spewing and she stomps further up ahead of the group whispering the price has been paid again and again for again some more to those who walk that which does not exist whom is to mourn in such a wedding dress my journey ends here on a balcony upon high overlooking a river of sticks my vows are to be given, made from a lie, for that gnome who is a prick. Some time passes by. After some time, uh, Gorn cools her jets and catches up with Yag. Uh, say, Yag. Um, you often look very sickly. Um. Um, as your as yourself usually are, are you going to be able to keep up with us along this nature walk? Thank you for your concern, Dark One. My condition does impact my constitution and strength, but it is not debilitating. They say it's not contagious either, so you need not worry about that. After all. Worst case, Wu-Ten seems like it could carry us all. <laughs> Ideally, we will not need to resort to this, but yes, I do seem to find myself surrounded by the slight of build. So you suffer from a disease at birth? Yes. It's a rare genetic hypochromic anemia. It saps my strength and constitution. Causes my skin discoloration at times leads to open sores. I have plenty of bandages, however. And Yag will tap his forearm where he carries his bandage. What about you? Why the mask? Ah, uh, uh, I see. Here I thought you were cursed or magical spell or had taken a potion, and it went horribly wrong for you. As for my mask, well, my skin is somewhat sensitive to the sunlight. But its real purpose is to hide my race's identity. Needless to say, I'm not exactly proud of my race's heritage and legacy. If you are not like the other members of your race, but you hide yourself, how is anyone ever to know that such as you exist? They don't raise them from where she is uh, from. They are indoctrinated. Those who would be like her are killed. I do not necessarily know how she got out, but she is one of a very small handful. Gil says on top of Wooten with his head buried into his hair. Doug turns to Gilly, I see, then to Wooten, and cracks what looks like a smile. I imagine this is true most of the time for you. Horn gives a 
deathly glare through her mask, still frustrated from earlier of his of his um singing and comment. I have found that most simply ignore a half Goliath, never minding the fact that the other half is high elf. This world sees what is on the surface and makes no effort whatsoever to consider the person within. I... Well, in for a copper, in for a gold piece, as they say. I am not actually half Goliath. This is a ruse concocted by my mother very shortly after she learned she was pregnant. I am no Samarsan. Semar is a noble Goliath who will have my eternal gratitude, but he is not my father by blood. My father is a slave, an orc. He and my mother love one another for true, but of course the world will not allow such a union. So, I am a secret. My tusks were ripped from my jaw as a newborn infant. My mother wept as she did this with her own bare hands. To protect me. To save me. You are the first beyond Samar himself to hear this secret. Feeling a similar kinship out of being an outcast of society and being adopted, Corin walks up to Wooten, placing her hand on his shoulder for comfort. At least you were loved by your own parents. They thought of what's best for you, even if it hurts. They gave you a chance at having a good life. Wutend lowers his head, closes his eyes, and places his opposite hand over hers on his shoulder. They certainly did that, at great personal risk. It is not the choices they made for me that hurt. It is the fact that the choice needed made. The fact that your parents never even thought to make it. This is what hurts. You have a much bigger heart than I have, cousin. In my own homeland, a bigger heart is an easier target. Do keep a good piece of armor to cover your big heart. I've made peace with my past. Where my own blood did not offer me love, those that took me in and showed me more love and kindness I could ever ask for. Yog takes this conversation to heart. We are outcasts all, each with secrets laid bare. As soul-bearing seems to be the topic, and seeing how we apparently have been through this before, many times, let's clear the grave. My true race is called Gith. My mother's people known as Gitzari, and my father's as Githyanki. Two halves of the same race, eternally at war with each other. Perhaps not unlike the Dark Elves and the High Elves. We Gith are not even from this plane. We are hatched, here in crutches of eggs, so that we may grow to young adulthood. We are then taken back to Limbo on the astral plane to serve our masters. My parents, finding themselves abandoned here, joined and instructed me in the ways of faith and combat. 
it has served me well. They realized, I believe, that their war was absurd and sought to protect me. Then they were taken and I was left here, alone. I found work in the graveyards of Forkin, an island in the nation of water and trade. In the graveyards, the priest of Yergo told me of his great powers, which reminded me of the stories my parents told of Lacket, the revered queen whom they worshipped. Yergo, the final scribe, lord of the end of everything. Yergo's powers rule in this plane, over all whose life's energies transition and pass through the veil. We keep careful records of all who have passed on and where they may be going. Yurgil has granted me great powers and thankful. But I am the only member of my race that I have seen. I am still alone. But now, not alone. I am with others like me. I am with you who feel as I feel. There is strength in this. I do not know if what Gilly says is true, but I think it clear we are caught in some river of time. The safest thing to do is stay together. There may be choices which, in different times, some of us may disagree with. Let us build on our trust and work together to see this through to the end. Here, here. Now that is something I can agree on and have a, a toast to tonight to celebrate. I can't say I went through nearly as much as you have, the same kind of discrimination and hatred. Because I'm an, I'm just a simple half-elf. Yeah, I'm looked down among like the high elves, or some people who care more about lineage. I have faced the true hearts like you have. But even without that shared bond, I still want to stand with y'all and try to make this world a better place. Even if it means siding with this crazy immortal lady, or making our own side to take over the kingdom. More people like you all can live freely without, cause, without fear because of your race or lineage. I still think you're all very short-sighted, personally. So many attachments and strings you have to focus on, but if it keeps you going... Well, I've lost all of my attachments. I don't know how long ago. The only thing keeping me going is literally... Um, you guys and the other 520 or so of them. I almost slept through, not physically sleeping, of course, because I can't even sleep, but this rotation, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, but I almost decided, who cares? But there's actually enough of us this time. There wasn't the last rotation or the rotation before that. Ones and twos sometimes can make a difference, but it makes it so much harder in the end. And even if some of us should fall, trust me, I will find you. I will find a way to get to you. But do not die yet. We have much work to get done. 
Hey, thanks for the vote of confidence. All right, so last week we picked off, uh, we stopped off at uh, an encounter rustling in the bushes. So, can everybody see the battle map? I'm good. Good. Lily and Corrin are good. Now I got all my tokens numbered. Okay. Uh, have everybody roll initiative, please. As I will remove the fog. So north, northeast of you guys, you guys can hear some rustling. Can even see evidence of movement. You hear the sounds of whispers of an ambush or of a sort. Crackling sparks at the tips of fingers protruding out of bushes. So, Miles, you immediately are able to react. You can see uh, a hand protruding out of a bush. You said I can hear lightning and thunder? Yeah, you can hear the sounds of crackling lightning and uh, the beginnings of a storm overhead. Granite, you guys are in the forest. These trees are, like the small trees, are five feet thick. The big ones can reach 20, 30 feet thick. And the bushes over here are kind of like small trees. They would normally find it in a normal forest, except for they're full-on bushes. You guys can travel through. It is considered partial cover. Uh, and not necessarily difficult terrain. So feel free to use your environments uh, to your advantage, or at least I know that the NPCs will be. Miles is going to call out. Miles is going to call out first. He says, I know you're there. We don't want any conflict, but we will defend ourselves. Come at us at your own risk. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on the one I can see. Uh, tag whichever one of these two that you can see. Tag out. Yep. Is there any saving throw that I need to do? Nope, it just goes on them. And then Miles is going to hold his action for if it makes any hostile actions. He's going to take a shot at it. I want to give them the chance to surrender before we have to put them down. Alright. Well then, I will mark it. Any other actions you wish to take? Nope, I'm just going to post up here. Somebody from another bush will whisper out, You'd run on sacred ground. Your life is forfeited. And... Wu-In, you are wearing heavy armor, correct? I believe. And you are the target. Uh, a crackling jaw of lightning strikes towards you and then burns a hole in the ground very far off from where you are uh, as it sidetracks. And then that person is going to take off. 
Yogg, it is your turn. Um, would Miles get a reaction since he was holding his action? He that took an kind action of, uh... to Hunter's Mark, so he doesn't really have... No, I use my reaction. bonus action for that. Oh, okay. My apologies. Yeah. Do you? What type of action were you holding in the first place? I, I said I was going to hold my action to shoot if it made a hostile action. Then I don't yes, think the one I targeted is the one that shot. It yeah, actually it was. Sorry <laughs> for me. That's fine. Uh, 14 to hit will miss. Darn. Alright, Yag. Alright, I will cast Spiritual Weapon. It's a bonus. Uh, at this guy that I could see here in front of me. 16. 16 will hit. I don't know if you have the token for it, but I think I gave it to you. It was that skeletal hand. If yeah. not, any token will do for the time being. Ooh, pretty good. Just yeah. It bigger. And... <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So he'll go up there and smack him. Uh, 11 force damage. And then I will... Let's see. Crazy. And we'll, I'll go there as movement and hold action if anyone comes near. Because the spiritual weapon is a bonus action. Yeah. I have my rapier out. Do you mind if I get that attack at disadvantage because you don't have the ability to see in the darkness? As the again, this forest is pretty thick and dense. The canopy above is preventing all forms of light. This is sure. effectively a cave where you need uh, to have night vision. Gotcha. Matt, all, right. <laughs> all right. I gotta take some help. We're gonna miss. And just put your hand over there. Already, who is up? Horn. Oh, it's Lily. Um, Lily. Okay. Yeah. Um, with that, um, was she able to see um, where the lightning or was uh, hitting? Uh, was supposedly supposed to hit Wooden? Like. Yeah, I'll draw that out for you. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Just to give her like an approximation as to, like where the lightning came from and which direction. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hold on. Draw that a little bit better. It zigs off. Gotcha. Uh, so it seeing... came from a bush to your right, north right. All right. Then Lily uh, will um, start chanting um, to commune with her bees as she sends them out in that direction and these bees are quite specially imbued with magic as she is using them they cast fairy fire so then, yeah so then for a 20 uh foot square within uh the square adjacent to where it ends uh, end of that oh, witch pole. Yeah. So I'm going to draw it out for you in red. You let me know uh, if this is appropriate. Sure. 
starting there? Uh, I don't see the rod yet. Starting like that? Yeah, 20, yeah, 20 foot square, yeah. Okay, so that's 10. All right. It tags only one person in the bush. Okay. Uh, let's see, any creature within the area? Uh, spells cast is outlined in light on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So, yeah, he's going to have to roll a dex save. And uh, the DC to beat is 12. So a swarm of glowing bees comes over and starts powdering the area with sticky, glowy honey. And the creature inside the bushes shakes some of the branches to get uh, to, to take cover for it. And nimbly gets out of the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any movement for Lily? Um, we're going to move her back right about here. Trying to distance ourselves not too far away from, uh, Wooten, her meat shield. And then it'll be Korn's turn. Um, as um, she um, let's see, what does Corn want to do? Um, uh, Corn will draw her sword and cast Dancing Light, uh, providing a light for uh Yag and Wooten. And then one right in front of where uh, Yag cast his spell. Right behind or right in front? Uh, right in front. Yeah, so one over there and then one for Yag. And then one for Wooten. Should have the ability to see in the dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, then... Um, so where would you uh, like those other two? Uh, Dancing Light is uh, three lights, if I remember correctly. Da, 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 da. Oh, no, no, no. I remember it being four, but it's either way. Um. Oh, yeah, it is four torches. Yeah, so then I'll put one where uh, Lily casted her other spell uh, to, to provide... um more light in that area and then uh i guess i'll put one um if wait can i move this okay so yes i can all right so yeah i'll just move it out right there um and as a bonus action i will give bardic expiration for wooten all right, everybody, in this corner, weighing over 200 pounds, breaker of all men and bones, Wooten. Can I roar in response to that? Be <laughs> Reaction roar. Yeah, go for it. 
I mean, I can't. I can't roar. I'm not a big beast boy, but that's what Wu Ten does. <laughs> Are you? Uh, first thing they're gonna do is come out of the bushes, start running and flapping their wings, turning themselves into a giant vulture. And Orn, you look like the best target. So no, I don't. I do. <laughs> don't you see this uh, 200 pounds of uh, muscle right here? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a giant vulture. It can pick up a certain amount of weight, and you look a lot less than that. All right, cool. It's gonna try to grab you. How about no? And it's going to make, with advantage, a grapple check. Or shit. Um, uh, I'm guessing I have to roll um acro um uh, uh athletics. Either that or acrobatics, your choice. Oh, then I'm picking acrobatics. Get over a twenty-one. Damn it! You just barely fail with a 20! And you're inside the vulture's arms. Wooten gets an attack of opportunity as it swings and flies over. Help! A grapple is an attack. Can I use a grapple as, as my attack of opportunity, or does it need to be a weapon attack? Are you willing to fling down your weapon? Uh, yeah, I'll drop it. Alright, then I'm willing to accept that. Super, super. Roll the grapple, I guess. Alright, 12 on your athletics. And it only gets its normal because you're not the intended target. So you throw down your weapon. Roll a four. And go to grab its... Go to grab, literally, corn. And... The vulture swings corn forward, and you land face first in the dirt, and uh, stumble back up onto your feet. As corn and the vulture are now across a small lake, probably a pond, effectively a pond. Over Hold here. me. Oh wait, never mind. I'm I'm about to um put me down, you ugly bird. Uh, wait, can I look down to see how far high I am before I finish that yeah. sentence? Uh, I'm going to measure that out real quick. <laughs> Just doing a vertical. Something like that. Uh, you're about 30 feet off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I need to get down now. supposed to be Wooten's turn. Alright. I believe Wooten, you are next. But for whatever reason, my initiative order is just called all wonky. Oh yeah, I see. There's, yeah. Um, so I'm going to get back up, which uses half my movement speed, right? Oh no, I'm that was for flavor text. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm just going to give chase. I'm going to snatch my sword up off the ground, give chase. 
So that's 5, 10, 15. Ignore that NPC that 20. disappeared out of nowhere. Try to figure out why he disappeared from the initiative track. And now Quorn is back within 30 feet of me. And so I'd like to use my telekinetic movement to yank her out of the creature's grasp and back to me. Alright. Do you want to make saving throw at all? Athletics check? As long as she's willing and I can see her, I can move her. Yes! <laughs> like, I try to but reach again, out over to again, this is him. kind of a contest, just because... Yeah, I mean... I guess it doesn't say that the person, whether it doesn't reference a person being restrained, but yeah, if you want to call that there's got to be some kind of check, I'm good for that. Because how, imagine this. Right, right. Somebody's tied to a rocket. The spaceship's going to go off. They're completely, I mean, cemented in bricks. I just use this mage hand ability and I pull them out. (laughs) I'm going to grab a bank while I'm at at it. Just What? What size is this vulture? Is it large or small? It is a large creature, yes. Arguably, we could say that if the grip doesn't fail, I just pull the vulture back to us, too. Here's what I want. It's going to be a contest, and I'm Mm going to have you roll your casting modifier. So whether it be intelligence, wisdom, strength, dexterity, sanity, whatever your ability to cast this object, right? This ability. Uh, Roll that. All right, just a straight, it's intelligence, so just a straight intelligence roll? Yep, and I'm going to do my grapple check. Good lord. And with a 32, the vulture is going to hold on to corn. DM's rolling like a demon tonight. Foretold it. It made up for all the shit, it made up for all the shit the last few sessions. (laughs) Can we do anything else? You had your movements and your telekinetic grab, which I believe is a main action, but it could be a bonus. It's a main action. I'm just going to keep heading that direction. I think I moved 15 feet, so I'm going to move another 5. I was going to. 5, 10, 15. There we go. Okay, the one that... Yog attacked. Now gets to go. And dippity dippity do. Another vulture comes bursting out of the bushes. I'm be real with y'all. I'm starting to know. I'm starting to think why you know the eagles aren't used in Lord of the Rings all that much. Eagles are kind of OP at the moment. <laughs> Ooh, to grab. You know what? Everybody is hidden except for Wooten and Corn. And Corn's already grab. picked up. Yeah, yeah grab Corn exactly. again. Wooten, let's see how far I can potentially drag you away. Thirty feet, and then over there. All right, cool. Give me your athletics or acrobatics as this creature swoops down and tries to grab you. And since it is trying to attack you with its talons, it is going to get its advantage. 23 for you is nice. Not bad. 25 oh, will beat yours. We have to inspiration. 
before we know what the outcome is, right? You may roll before, or you can technically roll after until I say what the outcome is. So if I say you fail, but if you want to quickly say, hey, I want to use my inspiration, that's my apologies. I, I'm nearly human. So if you want to add it onto that, that is perfectly acceptable. I'm going to do it this time. I'll take advantage of your generosity. Please get a one. That'd be great. Yeah, right. It's going to be a one. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> it meets. It meets. It meets. Therefore, you, everything stays the same. If I had you grappled, you would still be grappled because I don't have you grappled. You are still on the ground, but it's still going to take off as if it had you. For a second, it had you in its claws. And then you just wiggle through your arm brace loosens and you drop five feet to the ground harmlessly swinging at it but you've already had your reaction so no your turn just refreshed literally just refreshed you may now make another opportunity oh i'm gonna swing at this some bitch on my way down i'm gonna try to... <laughs> 25 will hit is that six slashing damage It makes a sound as it looks down and sees that you're not in its uh, talons. Alright. Constitution saving throw to keep maintained bird form. And with a 28 on the con save, it will pass. Next up. Oh, good. Darn. You're all scattered. That's terrible. Who do I have line of sight on? Was that Gil talking? Or is that no, the DM? This is the DM talking. <laughs> Alright, Torm it is. Miles and Torm. Let's aim for the big scary beast. I feel like that would be more appropriate. But 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 leave, leave my beast alone. Uh, that storm sound of thunder comes clapping and you blink and a bolt of lightning comes down please give me a dexterity saving throw ignore the DC the DC 16 I'm afraid for your torm by the way yeah no my torm is going to take that Okay, now I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw, DC 13. <sighs> so, what happens is the lightning strikes your torm, and then a jet of it twists off and goes all around searching for nearby hosts and occupants that are also conductive. And since you're the rider, it finds you pretty easily, shocking you for half the damage it took. So you take 13, and your Torm takes 26. Lightning damage. And she's going to get out of there. Four, five, six. And now it is Gilly's turn. See if Gilly can actually act this turn. <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> He's unable to do anything. What? 
Lily standing there. He can hear Gilly go, all right, so what we gotta do is we gotta jump out and we've gotta attack them. Make sure to protect the caravan. His eyes darting back and forth as if he's seeing a thousand battles over and over again, not knowing exactly which situation. Kind of a form of PTSD when he's actually in a situation. He's recalling so much. He just can't keep his mind focused on the current events. Miles, you're looking and smelling pretty toasty. Yeah, I do not like that. <laughs> Can I tell which one did the, the lightning? Yeah, this one over here. Is that the same one I marked? No, the one you marked actually turned into the bird up here. Which is true. I don't want... I feel like Paul Lightning is the bigger threat. Dude, like a bird. Cause that's just... That's just I don't like getting hit with lightning. You know? I totally get that. Almost. Especially since you're not the one... <laughs> um, flying above uh, the ground. Against your will, but yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine, dude. You gotta do what you gotta do. And I'm I gotta do what I gotta do on my turn. I'm gonna have my turn move, and I'm gonna manage using my attack, me using my action to fucking maul her. Wonderful. I need you to stop and end your turn for just a second. As you step over that area. Can I, can I at least tilt my cat so it's like not half into the tree. Sure, tilt your cap. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw as a piece of dead wood with sharpened spikes comes swinging down right over your area. DC 15 dexterity save. Thirteen meets, please. Oh no, thirteen doesn't meet. My apologies. It's a fifteen. Uh, I need one for your torm as well, because you're both uh, in line of hit. Assuming you're still on its back. I don't think this is going to end well. No, it's not. Shut up. Right. <laughs> Can I roll above ten? Like one time today? You did. It was your thirteen. worth of damage. The bolt of you piercing as six spikes come out of the blue and tries to get you i will let you decide who which will get the uh worst damage you or the torm i'm going to let the torm take the worst damage because it's bigger than me i'll just wait till his hit points hit 50. he's got eight hp left before he goes enraged so what happened? All right. Uh, you may mm -hmm. resume. Holy crap! You're down to five HP. That's great. Yeah, you... I got hit by lightning. <laughs> and then fell for a trap. Okay. So. All right. He would just get his one attack, right? Not the most two attack. You may have all of your attacks for the torm and yourself. So, I, for your sake, I hope you kill this creature in one hit. Like just one full turn. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't know how Beastmaster works with something with multi attack. I don't know if it gives us the one attack or his whole multi attack. I, I'm not using this as a Beastmaster. I'm effectively giving it because you are a Beastmaster. It gets its own cool. full turn. 
cool. So yeah, he's about to roll his four claw attacks. All but the last one will hit, so please make three damage rolls. That's pretty intense. Intense enough to make it regret a decision? That definitely knows who the worst person to kill is. Alright, so just shy of 30 damage, 28, my counting is right. The yes. creature is as bad as looking as you are. Literally the next person to hit will probably win. So, what is Miles going to do? I'm going to take my new fangled sword. Gilly gave me and try to stab it. I don't know what it does or what kind of sword it is. I'm still going to try to stab it. Maybe we'll find out what it does. Would it be based off Dexter's script? Whichever one you want. It is versatile. Cool. I believe in the me that believes in me. Nineteen to hit. Roll your damage. It's a. Is it a rapier? I'm assuming it's a rapier. I thought you said sword. you wanted a long sword, so it should be a one d eight plus one. Plus your modifier for. I said long strength. bow, but I'm gonna roll with it because you said is. <laughs> I can use dex for it. Okay. That. Seven damage. Wait. It is on the cusp I, I, of dying. My one d six. It's sneak attack. Oh, oh, come on. Sneak. Uh, do you have advantage or do you have an ally? Yes, you have an ally. Correct. Your form counts as one. Six extra damage. Total of thirteen. It has roughly two HP left. Damn it! <laughs> I think that's all I can do. I tried, guys. It was nice knowing y'all. Fly over some bushes and make its talent attack. This creature gets a... Hey now, hey now, where are we going? Where are we going? Plus four to attack with advantage. And it gets two attacks. Fucking horseshit. Yeah, well... It's actually vulture shit, but how's a forty-one to hit sound? <laughs> they both hit. Oh, that was only for the first attack. Oh, jeez. All right, and this one does not get advantage. Hey, it, it, it balanced out definitely. Two d six plus two. See if I have that macro for that. Ah, that's close enough. Seven points of damage. Slashing. Okay. That is going to be the creature's turn. You are currently about 45 feet up in the air. From the bush. I mean, it, at least you have a bush for the landing. Right. Yag. Uh, this one's dead, right? 
two, three HP left. Somewhere between that. Like, oh my gosh. A wizard's amount of HP left to go. At um, level one. Alright, I will... Uh, this thing can only move 20 feet. So, well, spiritual weapon, Mr. Vulture. I think there's light now, so it should be not disadvantaged, right? Uh... You need to move your character into line of sight to be able to manipulate it, I believe. Oh, okay. That's fine. Go there. Good. Yep, I'm fine with this. You raise it up in the air, and you slash at it. Give me an attack roll. 15? Will hit. Please roll damage. No, it's, a, it's order. 7. 7. Then I will... Yes. Constitution check to see if it maintains bird form. And it will. I can cast. Uh... Well, I guess you tell me since the spiritual weapon, once it's out, it's just like a. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't need concentration. It's a bonus action attack, is it not? Um, yes, sorry, that's what I meant. Correct. Oh, yeah, so, so I can cast a cantrip? You can cast even a normal spell. So if like, you got oh, a okay. personal, you could cast uh, Cure Wounds on an ally or uh, yep. your uh, Fames. Uh, inflict Wounds. Yep, yep. Um, I'm going to do any Toll the Dead. I'm not surprised. <laughs> the Wisdom save. That is our best one. Not enough. Uh, I think you told me it does double die damage, so you want me to roll it twice, or you just want to double the, the No, damage? it's fine. The creature's gonna die. You don't have to roll damage. Okay. There's almost no reason. And then... Let's see. Oops, I've got one birdie here. i got one birdie there. I say... Don't worry, Miles. I'll get you. Don't die yet. And I retreat back. That's <laughs> <I'm honest>. <laughs> Uh Corn, it's your turn. Uh, Lily's. Um, she's going to... Um, as a free action, uh, slap Gilly on the back of the head. Tell her... Uh, tell him, Hey! Think of the here and now, not then and then and then. Now. We need you here now. <laughs> That's and, good. Appropriate. And she's going to move, uh, let's see, uh, one, how many? Two, three, four, five, six. Six right here. And, and with her longbow... Uh, she's going to aim at uh, the one that snatched up uh, Quarren. You see there's a bit of a tree problem right there. She's going to have cover, or at least... Partial cover? The yeah, there's going to be partial cover. All right. So disadvantage? No, no, I'm just giving the creature a plus to its AC. Okay. I'm sure you'll still hit it because she's amazing at this type of stuff. Okay. Plus 
So was that two attacks? Um, let me see her features. I don't think she has two attacks. No, she does not. Okay, so the first one with a 13 to hit? Uh, yes. AC is... One above. The arrow just misses. Or hits that tree in front of it. Raises the bark. The wing flaps. Causes the arrow to be uh, dragged in the uh, downdraft. And offshoots just a, just a little bit. But the single feather does fall down below. And to the bushes. <laughs> and even farther down. You can see the death procession is farther down than uh, anticipated. Alrighty. Um, so now that it is Corrin's uh, turn. Um, I would like to cast... Not cast. Um, screw it. Let's go for... Um, uh, guts or glory. There will be guts. Just a matter of um, As uh, so, describe to me how this uh, vulture is like got a hold of me. Is it like by my shoulders, by my arm, or like, definitely on my back? At least one arm, and possibly your second, as if you were hanging limply, uh, cross-like, or one shoulder and one arm. Okay. Um, with uh, that, I'm going to use my. Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, place my hand on its talon. Uh, start chanting in uh, Elvish. Turn back to from whence you came, to who your true form is, and cast dispel magic on him. I believe that auto succeeds. Oh, and hmm. and if it does work, I would like to try to grapple onto him and like try to have him land first. Because this is a particular that's a really cool idea. I like this. I need you to send me this spell card. What it does. Sure, sure no problem. Because this is a druid animal shapeshift. Yeah. Because it says choose an object, uh, creature or object or ma magical magic. effect. I'm willing to accept the fact that it's a magical effect instead of a spell. That's okay. what I was looking for. Okay. Any ability under third level or lower, it's technically a fourth level. Uh, this is a second level caster, so I will assume that it will automatically fail that. So I'm not going to roll for a DC. Uh, yeah, no, this is going to be really fun. You're both falling at this point? Yep. And you want to see who's going to land on top of who? Yeah, my plan is to hopefully land on his fat ass. Okay, this is going to be a little... Mm, doesn't sound appropriate, but give me a survival check. Sure, let me just make sure I'm on the right sheet first. Normal. Because being able to grapple somebody in air and to be able to rotate your body before you hit the ground is kind of like a cat-like, ugh! How do I quickly do this without... Sounds like acrobatics. 
it sounds acrobatics, but the acrobatics, you would assume you first have your feet on the ground. You There is no leverage. It is simple, simply surviving just, yeah. Yeah, you just need to turn just a little bit. So let's see what it goes. Just do it. So survival it is. Yeah. Oh, huzzah! 16 versus 18, you will take the win. We finally have a success. Yeah. Not high enough to what I would like, but I will definitely reduce a little bit of the damage because you fall through the bushes and into a pit of spikes. <laughs> so he falls first? <laughs> Shit. Oh, wrong creature. So how much damage am I taking? Uh, you both are going to be taking 4d4 damage. Dexterity saving throw for half if you succeed, but it'll be a disadvantage for the rolling, but I'm giving you some of the damage that he, that you will be taking will be transferred onto him. Okay. Regardless, so both people are going to make dex saves. Okay, you said dex save. You take all, you're going to take all as well. Shit. That's 44 plus 4 piercing damage. That means, means more damage going to him. Yeah. Alright. Minus 2. That's for you. This is for the druid. So you'll take seven points of piercing damage and the druid will take 19 points of damage as you fall into the spike pit. Seven, you said? Or... Yes, you'll be taking seven. Okay. The more uh... you beat that grapple, the more points I was going to take off. And since you beat by two, or one by two, you uh, got hey. to take two over. Hey, I'm more glad that it kind of worked in my favor. Oh, I'm surprised I worked. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need to get down before he decides to throw me off even higher. Uh, and that's not including fall damage. Mm -hmm. I guess we need to roll for that for both of them. That's, let's see, 45 feet. That's 2d6 per 10 feet. Oh, no, it's 1d6 per, so it's 4d6. Alright, you first or it? Uh, I think him, because he, you know, landed. 13, and 15 for you. Bitch. The druid will bleed out on the spikes. Aha! We're kind of wounded. <laughs> and it looks like you're down to your last 2 HP. Yep. Stay there. Ugh, you bastard. <laughs> Um, um, uh, um, all right, since I did that, um, could I use my bonus action to take my potion? Yeah. Okay, thank God. All right, where's the damn potion? Scramble yeah. through your pack, find a slightly cracked crystal jar, pop it quickly into your mouth before more of it drips away, healing yourself mm. for... I'm trying to find it. Let's see. Amulet. No. Oh, wait. That's... No, no wonder why I can't find it. I'm looking at Lily's. 
character sheet. I'm like, where the hell is it? I know I have it in here. Movement, you're up next. So. As I'm like slowly picking myself up, I feel, oh, I think I broke a bone or something. Five, Five points of healing added on from drinking the potion. Yeah, I did. All right, I'm very good. Give me a second. We ready for? Okay, I just I saw the turn order was still on Quarren, so I didn't know if we were done there or not. So I'm going to rush up over here using all 30 feet of my movement, and then I'd like to try to use my telekinetic movement again to pull Quarren up out of that spike pit, and then move her 30 feet from where she is, which would be to there. Thanks, big guy. I owe you one. I only regret I could not free you from the creature's grasp. Around the tree, it flies. Yag, you lose visual sight on the vulture. And then suddenly, next to you, you hear the squawking sound and a flyby claw attack trying to grab you. There you. Twenty-two to grapple you. That's okay. Just my acrobatics. You got me. And you're picked up and you're buried five feet off the ground, as that is all it can do right now. Gilly's turn. And I will wait for just a second. Twenty. Okay. Uh, Gilly can act. Run up to Lily. I already am in the present. You happen to be the one that is not in the present. Do you not understand how much I've been trying to tell you? You have been asking me to focus on the here and the now when I'm the one in the now and you happen to be the one that is the here, wherever the here happens to be. I need you to focus on what's happening. Please pay attention. And Gilly will open up one of his portals and disappear, reappear behind the vulture that has picked up Yag. And 22 to hit. Doing 11 points of damage. 
enough to break its form and revert it back to the creature. Gilly will make a second attack on the druid. I am sorry, but your life is wasted. And 21 to hit. 10 points of damage. Yog, finish this one off. And Miles, it is your turn, except for I need you. Hold on. There is an NPC that goes next. It has been holding its action. Oh shit, I thought there was only three of them. Nope, there oh, was four. No. The fourth one is right behind Miles, and he's been slowly waiting for the right opportunity. I've been holding its action the entire time. Because uh, I wanted to have it go twice, so I'm hoping this will work. If this messes up, I'm, this, this thing is dead. Alright. You see that the vegetation around you is immediately growing thorns and little spikes and drips of liquid is, uh, is coming out of them. You try to avoid the brambles that are now suddenly growing. I'll post what is being cast. Spike growth. The ground within oh, the God. area twists and sprouts <laughs> spikes and thorns becoming difficult terrain any creature that moves within it takes 2d4 piercing damage and i've added poison uh for every five feet of travel it makes and the ground is camouflaged so anybody who isn't the torm or miles that walks into an area that i have not marked for this very specific reason will also end up taking it unless you guys happen to roll a perception check to notice it so so i'm sure miles fall should Miles fall unconscious during to this, you guys will be walking into yet again another trap. Is my hope. So. Good thing I'm a ranger who doesn't need to move. Good luck trying to figure out who cast that spell on you. Because they don't need to move either. I don't need. I just shoot at the bird. What bird? <laughs> There's no bird. <laughs> There's no bird anymore. The, the bird's over here. And that bird lost its transformation and is now back to being a, uh, a gnome or halfling. Just let me kill the bird. <laughs> You're not killing no birds. <laughs> Just let him kill some sort of like cardinal or something or a pigeon. <laughs> He a raven specific. comes flying by, perches on <laughs> a tree branch, and gets a face full of arrow. What else yes. would you like to do for your turn? I'm so afraid to move. I feel like it's should have taken 80 steps. I'm going to fucking die. Can Give I roll animal... a <laughs> Give me an animal handling for your torm, because it's agitated and now is covered in spikes, and you have to try to keep him calm without you know, him shredding himself, which would inevitably make you shred yourself. That's true. Perfect. A 20. That is way above what you need. You whisper into its ears. It's okay. It's okay. Don't move. We're stalking our prey. And it crouches 
and like feels the pressure of the needles and the thorns and on its hind legs and it sits back up like just don't move um can i remind the player out of character that he knows wu-tend can move shit with his brain so if if he thinks it would occur to Miles, he could call out to Wu Tan to to get himself lifted out of that situation. Like out of character, I want to do that, but in character, Miles wouldn't leave his torn behind in his spike field like this. Well, I mean, I guess all kind of character, I can get you both. But oh, it's it's a I, large creature. You're not going right. to be able to pick up a large creature. Medium, I'm fine with, but not a large. Okay. And yeah. you need to roll perception in general. Okay. Yeah, that's all it's going to do for my turn is just roll perception, try to find the, the mysterious fucking spell cast. You see hiding behind a boulder the creature. It pokes its head up and ducks back down, but you got a glimpse of it. Cool. I'm going to point it out for the others. Like, we got another spellcaster and like gesture to where they are. And that's gonna be my turn. I'm pinned down. Can't do anything. Now it's that spellcaster's turn once more. Uh it's gonna cast Thunderwave and force you to move through the thorns. Bastard. What? Smart smart move smart move on the <laughs> smart move as a player and as a DM, but still bastard. Yeah. Hold your turn. Till the end of uh, the initiative order, cast spike growth, then cast cast your uh, thunder wave to force people through a deadly blade. Yeah, no. Uh, I do still ah, have to roll your con save succeeds. Uh, was that for the torm or was that for you? That was for Miles. The torm is rolling now. Okay. DC uh, fourteen. Yeah. All right. So. With a 18 for Miles and a 24 for the Torm. I thought that was a brilliant move. It would have been, and it should have been. But yeah, I just the I dice gods. Just would. All right, well, here's what happens. Each creature within the 15-foot cube, constitution saving throw on a failed. They take 2d8. On a success, the creature takes half damage, but you are not pushed. So you're taking 2d8 damage. That's for you. And that looks and like I'm down. You. you need... Nope, you're at 1 HP. Because that's half. You took 4 oh, damage. You have 5 HP. Torm takes 15 if it was only the other way around. 15 divided by 2, 7. Yep, my Torm also has 1 above raging. 1 above raging. Please uh, help. This guy's going to get out that. of there. Seeing how this is not going well. That really was supposed to. Do I get attack or opportunity? You no. may absolutely choose to move. <laughs> wait, That's wait. a trick question. Attacking isn't moving. It's It started off 10 feet away from you. Okay. And never got wait. within that 5 foot cross. What about my dorm though? Does it have reach? I assumed it did. Cause, wait, if it's 10 feet from me, it's like 5 feet from my Torm. It was 5 feet. Okay, so it was 15 feet from your Torm, effectively. Yeah, okay. then that's fine. 
Yeah, it was hiding behind a cover. That's the only way I was able to get away with this plan. Alright. Uh, turn order. Next up. Yag. Alright, let's see if we can finish this guy. Nog takes out the black rapier and says, I add your name to Yurgle's scroll. And then he will hopefully hit to make that effective. Oh, he fails. <laughs> At 11. You go to hit it. Uh -huh. It hits the... Uh, hits the halfling straight in the chest and bends off to the side like hitting an oak. Ah, tough little noob. Uh, okay, then I will move uh, 10, 15, 20, 20. So you're going to move out of its range and it's going to make an attack of opportunity? Ah, but I am mobile. Remember that? That is correct. So it goes to attack you and completely misses in general. Swing and a miss. Um, and then I will take my magic uh, spiritual hammer and smack that guy who's falling. Bonus action attack. Oh, yeah. 46 to hit. You grab its leg and deal 13 damage to it. And I think that's all I got. And I gotta go run and do that pickup, so... Um, yep. Yeah, don't cast any spells on me, but feel free to do uh, the same thing I've been doing. Sounds good. Yeah. Alright, I'll be back in a little while. Right. Lily. Two oh. prime targets. Alright, we're gonna go... Really, there's only really only one option for her at this point. Um, with um, Yogg's um, spiritual hand thing, was he able to not get prone? Um, Flavor text, grabbed its leg. That's it. Okay. All right. Um... Uh, Lily, uh, yells over to, um, Gilly. You're doing a great job. Keep doing it. Just think about the here and the now. And you're really good at the killing part. You always say that. So start doing the killing part with him. And she's going to move, uh, 30 feet up. So putting her right here. Taking a shot at the one that, uh, fled from the boulder. Release character sheet. Oh, it looks like an 11 to me. Yeah, I really don't know how he's doing this thing. Me neither. I'm going to go with a miss. Okay. Second shot? No, I doesn't get a second shot. I have no idea that, what this character is all about, so... Yeah. Um... Go, Lily! Um, with <laughs> that, that um, add to it. What does she have? Uh, she doesn't have any others. Uh, what about the honey stuff? Anything with that? No. Yeah. Hopefully, when since this is the holiday weekend, Justin has time to mess with his character sheet. Anywho, um, yeah. So, 
Lily says all that nonsense to Gilly while looking at Gilly just firing arrow after arrow just straight into the pond hoping that she's hitting and then looks back and realizes her mistake for not actually aiming. What is Corn gonna do? Alrighty then, Corrin. I thought you were still in the spike pit. How'd you get out of the spike pit? Wooten. Oh, picked you up and... Oh, yes, you up. and yep. I'm a All willing right. creature. Alright, sounds good. I was away for that, sorry. Uh-huh. What would you like to do now? I would like to move uh, 30 feet. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, go to my spells. Wait, that's Lily's. God damn it! I hate having two of them at the same on the same monitor. Um, you only have two. I'm sorry. I'm working on a third one. Present moment. Okay, I need the money. Um, like four open at all times. Not dancing. Not dancing. Uh, she's gonna cast shatter on top of um the one fleeing gnome not uh, or halfling halfling uh, I guess it was con save yep plus Well, thunder damage. Mm-hmm. Heavily bleeding out, blood pouring out of its ears as it grabs its head. Little cuts mark its body, its clothing flown apart and ragged. Okay, um, with that... I haven't cast a healing spell. Damn it, I can't use my other um, bardic stuff. Um, shoot. Um, Have you considered ending your turn and letting them take their turn? Um, I will give bardic inspiration to Yag, and then I'll end my turn. Oh, okay. Sweet. I'm willing to accept that. Wooten, your turn. I think as soon as Miles pointed in this direction, Wu Tang would have started heading down there. And then seeing this one take off, he would start sprinting after it. So I'm going to use my action to dash. And that will get me here with some movement left over, but all I need to do is get here. And while he's running, he's going to like roar like like the T-Rex from the end of Jurassic Park, right? And then he is going to take an almighty swing at this thing with his long sword. A so you used your bonus action to dash? Uh, you used oh, your action to dash? Surge to take that swing after dashing. I forgot to say that part. Okay. So, action surge. Got it. Yep. 24 will hit and decapitate said creature. Delicious. With only 3 HP left. And then he's going to, like, skid to a halt just past the creature's body because that's just how fast I want to say he was moving. Sounds wonderful. And he's the running can, man. 
<laughs> you can see that there is a willow tree in a uh, pond. This willow tree happens to having, at the base of it, skulls and bones of small critters. This other creature down by Gilly is attempting to sort of use its turning ability. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? So the halfling is going to cast the thorn ability on Gilly and then run away, and Gilly's just going to smirk. And he's going to. The creature's going to run away and hide. Gilly's turn. Without thinking about it, opens up one of his portals. You guys can't see where he goes. And then you just hear a scream. And then Gilly then will use his bonus action to jump over to one of you guys over here. And he is walking through a light in the door, cleaning his child-sized rapier on a cloth and puts his cloak back on. All right. I think that's everybody. Anybody like did? To, um, I'd like to point out it's really scary. Oh, you would disappear. I feel my hunting smart disappear off of something. Then he comes out of portal cleaning his blade. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know like what kind, like I, I, I understand screaming, but like screaming like, oh my God, like this is inhumane screaming and torture that's happening or just like, the regular kind of screaming where like oh okay screaming of hmm something being shoved it it has the sound of the blade went through the heart screaming the last breath and then a lopping sound of the body hitting the ground in two parts ah okay Neat. Well, okay, then. I think that was a great plan. Attack pattern uh, alpha was a success. The thorns have receded around uh, the torm at this point, by the way. Mal was just teetering on the edge of still being awake, trying to calm down his torm. Every HP counts. <laughs> so good i i feel like this is gonna be a running theme with miles yeah it's, it's nine o'clock it is our official break time well uh yag has asked us to take it so that way we can buy him some more time for him to get back i would love to know what you guys think of your guys's actual first combat as a group other than the bridge because that really wasn't fair <laughs> and all these other things this is realistically your first combat yeah what do you guys think I feel pretty well. I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> you had a great strategy as, like, how to attack at us, and it would have worked, and I think it should have worked had the dice not been in certain people's favors. Hey, hey, hey. I went from 4 HP to 5 HP at War Terry. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, you should be dead, but, like, you kind of should be dead. I'm slightly disappointed that I didn't get to do more damage to you guys, because you rolled on my deadly encounter. Not just like, oh, here's an encounter. Here's a hard encounter. No, you rolled on my deadly encounter. And I was like, damn, okay. 
So here's some traps that I have to do. And Corn came up with a brilliant way to dispel it, rolled over, and shared some of the damage. That Yeah, that critter was going to just drop you into that spike pile and just leave you. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and I, go pick up another one. I'd imagine so. Like, it was going to drop me off somewhere, either to separate me from the rest of the party or just, like, uh, drop me off so high where it didn't matter how many dice I was rolling at that point. Or, but then again, like, I had a backup plan because, like, I was going to say, like, could I, uh, you, if he's going to drop me, I was like, regardless of whether the spell magic was going to work, I was like, okay, I cast levitate on myself. And hopefully that works. <laughs> it's like, those are my plans. Yeah, I was trying to keep up. So if he did drop you, hopefully my turn would come around before you hit the ground and I could catch you with my, my brain. Uh huh. I, I hope you guys enjoyed having a bunch of traps in the forest. Uh, the, uh, the dead drop. There are, there's actually several more traps hidden throughout the place. Uh, trip wires, rope traps, fol falling boulders that do like 4d10 worth of damage and other uh, 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 other traps throughout things. So I was trying to deliberately force you guys to separate and chase. So I feel like I did a pretty good job considering how far you guys separated. Or yeah, if honestly, you guys stuck yeah. together, that lightning strike should have done way more damage because it would have hit everybody in a lot larger area. Speaking of that, I feel like, Miles, you should give me a perception check. Uh, every time I roll perception, bad things happen. With a 16, I will say you notice in the hand of the caster a silver chain with a pink and purple hue like gem that has a platinum thread wrapped around it. I'm going to pick up that chain out of his hand. It looked like this particular creature or this caster was using it as a focus and calling upon its inner ability to do who knows what. So. Any other comments we want to make before we continue going on? Anybody you need to... Uh, yeah. Justin, you missed an amazing uh, game night. <laughs> Take that, Justin. I know you never listen to these podcasts anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you missed, uh, Corn. you missed when you uh, headed off real quick when you were talking as Lily mm. to Gilly, then you took off, and then Gilly had a good retort back that you missed, so you may want to yeah. go back into the... I caught, like, the last, like, three seconds of it. I was just like, damn it, oh well, I'm gonna listen to it again anyways. Unless anybody wants to... I don't know, loot the body, search around for other yes. clues, investigations. This is your guys' game. I'm not going to tell you guys what I'm to do looking games. for more traps, so I at least know kind of what to look for in case you encounter more of them. Okay. Um, Give me investigation. Hey, uh, Wooten. You think you could uh, pick up that body that was... Um, that I landed on. Yeah. It's a 15-foot hole. Okay, yeah, I'll have to use my telekinetic movement to lift it up. So I'll just, I'll just lay it 
over here. You bastard. Costed me a lot of trouble and a lot of coin. Hope you were worth it. The body? Uh, yeah, we're gonna search the bodies. Okay, because that's kind of what I've been waiting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since uh, Miles found jewelry, I'm assuming uh, Yag and Lily were checking the other body. Please give me three D12s. There's three D12s. The first item you come across is an Azorite, a deep blue-like stone worth roughly 10 GP. The second item you come across is a, uh, a Citrine, a yellowish-brown and transparent-like gem. And then, I uh, since you rolled an eleven, I need you to roll me another. Uh, roll me two more d twelves. Uh, roll me two more d tens, actually, not d twelves. D tens. One piece of coral, and jade, the color of white. It's a white jade. Okay. So that was what was in its component bag, as well as uh, coin purse for that particular creature. And that's the one that me and uh, Wooten were looking at? Yep. Ew, you looked at his coin purse. <laughs> the coin purse is made out of a douchebag. Made from a douchebag. Made from a douchebag, yeah. Um, so that's... Total GP value, should you sell it at market value, would be 260 GP. Yeah, I'm just going to take all that as GP then. Sounds good. Cause... Sometimes those things can be used as material components or needed for quest items, but I'm not going to do that right now. So, we're going to just switch it to GP. Yeah, mm, yeah mainly because I... Yeah, I don't. I'm not that much of a spellcaster as of right now, nor are we on a um. I will gathering let you know item quest. That a number of these types of gems are the last names of dwarves, and they like finding gems and items of their last name. For instance, Grey Amethyst. She's a half dwarf, or at least married to a dwarf. Mm -hmm. If you find an amethyst, it's a mm -hmm. really nice item. Uh, yeah. The city council, sorry, not city council, the capital and then the, the council for Ruark, the king. Mm -hmm. There is a, I want to say Citrusine, last name member on the council. In case you wanted to keep that. Okay. Um. I mean. I feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of metagaming. For us to like think of that so i would just think it's like a very as a my character doesn't know anything about minerals and stuff so i would just pawn it off okay i'm just trying to make sure you have that fair ability to make that decision yeah we just... you would be in this realm you in this world and you would know that dwarves like 
their last name item. Yeah. Yeah, but we probably don't think we're going to meet any dwarves anytime soon, considering we're in the elf wars as well. Yeah, no, I'll just stick with the, I'll just stick with the two hundred GP. Good. And, All right. Yeah. Who else wants to do some searching around for certain objects and whatnots? When there was a body over here, and then Gilly had a kill over here. Gonna do I'm going to search the body that I had my hunter's mark on. So the one Gilly killed, like, far away from everyone else. So you were doing some traps earlier. You noticed that there are a couple snares around them. Uh, around. The farther and farther away you get from this willow tree, the more and more traps there are. Hmm. I, if I notice that, I'll try to, like, investigate the tree there. To see if it's like any hidden entrances around the tree. Are they tree yeah. people? Do they live in the trees? Uh, they don't live in the tree. There's no tree entrances other than naturally occurring burrows that would fit like a small family. But you have not found their home or where they would rest their head during that time when you were investigating. But you may now give me another roll for uh, the body that you're looking at another investigation uh yeah no thank you i will keep lily's character sheet on standby in case we needed to roll anything but otherwise yeah we're pretty much done with combat i'm saying right please give me yes we're done with combat please give me a d100 roll for miles I like E100s. You find a first level spell, Witch Bolt. Scroll. Oh, that's pretty nice. And. Wooten, please give me your roll. D100, please. Oh, actually, investigation first, please. Yep. Woo! Nice. I know where he bought his underwear. Surprisingly has been homemade. <laughs> Not so surprisingly. With a 33 investigation, I feel like that is quite honorable. Maybe a map? Or a compass or something? <laughs> right. A way to get out of there? That would be way too inconvenient. Give me a d100 roll, please, on top of your investigation check. Yep. All right. While taking off of... Uh, while going over its stuff, you realize it's got a bow case uh, and a quiver. You discard the quiver, looking at a bow bow's pretty crappy. You pretty much pat down, go through its pockets, and don't realize anything. Then you go back to the quiver, and you notice that it doesn't have any arrows in it. So you go to the quiver, and you go to reach down to see what's inside. And it's got a false bottom, where the you would only be able to stick like your hand worth of, or just, just barely get your fist in, uh, into the quiver to realize it's a, it's a fake quiver. Some 
fiddling around with it, you take off the the leather piece and find out that it is actually a case. It is holding an object, but the case is locked from uh, what from the top side that you just unrevealed. So you may put a mysterious case. locked case in your inventory, or you can try to figure out how to open it. Yeah, I would for sure know that we got a guy who can pick shit in our group, right? I'm sure you could ask around. Yeah. This is the first time it's coming up, so we'll right. see who here is actually going to be the rogue. Considering the bard is actually the ranger, the ranger is actually a bard, the actual <laughs> rogue happens to be the barbarian, and the barbarian <laughs> happens to be actually a bird, and the... I mean, for all you know, the Torm here is actually your guys' best lockpick. Oh, yeah. I mean, what y'all don't know is I'm the beast companion, the Torm is the actual ranger. Exactly. But yeah, I have some talent with picking locks. Um, as, um... Lily and Yag want to do the next... Yeah. Next guy, um, and then we'll go on to what Quarn said. Okay, um... Well, Lily's not here, so, um... Mm-hmm. And neither is Yag, that's why I'm defaulting it to you. Is Yag here? No, he's still gone. He needs another couple minutes. Okay. Um, well... Uh, with Lily, uh, investigation. Yep. And if you don't like her number, you can go use Yags. All right. Um. <laughs> I like Yags' number better. He knows things. Please give me the D one hundred. Yeah. A greater potion of healing is found. Okay. If you would like, I could see if this box is somewhat magical. Yeah, that might help see that before you can get it might be trapped. If I cannot make heads or tails of it, you are both welcome to do what you will. Just try not to destroy whatever it contains. Sure. Gilly lays down in the grass and takes his cloak and starts making a ball and very quickly is unable to be seen. Yeah, I cast detect magic on the um uh mystery box. You sense the presence of magic within thirty feet of you. Yes, mm -hmm. it does you do feel the sensation. You know that it is coming from the canister on the outside. You learn the School of Magic. I will look up what the School of Magic is real quick, if you don't mind. Sure. It is Abjuration. Okay. There is another... Uh, another source of magic with inside of the canister. This canister happens to be made out of a particular type of wood, woodsong wood, now that you're inspecting it. The spell itself. So you have aberration on the outside and necromancy on the inside. 
um, I relay um, the information uh, to Wooten and uh, Miles. Are we sure we want to open this? Yeah, maybe we should wait till maybe we're in town where we can find somebody that could um, possibly open this. Or not saying that it's cursed or anything, but at the same time, this is necromancy. And if that, um, uh, whatever, um, watcher, um, item that, uh, supposedly, like, finds magic within the kingdom or identifies magic within the kingdom or locates magic within the kingdom, whatever it is. Um, we should definitely not open it and alert our position to the kingdom. I agree with this. I think it would be best served when we are either ready to depart the location or have gained permission to do such magics if such a thing exists. Uh, I'd say that um, we should take a moment to rest. Thanks for joining us back. Yep. Uh, you're looting the bodies. Wu-In is the last person that we're talking about after getting a whole bunch of loot. He found a case on the back of one of your assailants who deliberately hid it like a quiver. But after upon thorough inspection, it seems to be uh, like a scroll case or a lockbox inside of a wooden, woodsong wood. Uh, casket, not casket, case. Exactly what we were looking for. So you're trying to figure out how to get into it, or whether you should even attempt to open it, get inside town, and unleash a deadly plague, or do it out here, and then potentially get caught by the king and his arcane guardians, and have the Templars come kill you. But Gilly's like, it doesn't matter what you guys do because you decided to go with Rochelle, but you muffled that into the ground. So you're kind of caught up. Plus okay. you have a Moonstone worth 50 GP in your inventory. And Excellent. Moonstone uh, comes Heart from stone. the Astral Sea. So a Moonstone stone. So you might as well hold on to that unless you want to sell it for money. Sounds good. Yeah. Sure. Uh, who needs who needs healing? <laughs> Miles. <laughs> did Rochelle give us a volume of sung wood we were supposed to bring back, or did she just say bring back some sung wood? She wants a sapling of the Oh she just okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say we've got sung wood, let's dip, but no, Is I remember two different kinds of wood. She wanted a song elf wood and something else. Did you see? Redwood. Redwood. Need a bright right now. Yeah. I um, do like no rush. You guys can do whatever you're planning to do, but I do want to check this tree out before we. Oh, the whole leave. Uh, yeah. weeping willow skull yeah. thing. Skulls and stuff at the bottom. Like, I, I'm not in a hurry to do it. I don't need to like jump in right now, but before we leave this area, I'm going to look at that. All right. Since we're doing that, I want him to roll initiative against the tree. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Shit! It's the whopping. Oh. I would hope you would know that I'm going to move as far as away from that tree as possible and let you deal with it. 
It's the ass whooping tree. <laughs> well, healing was mentioned first. Since healing was mentioned first, we're going to cover that and then we'll get back to whenever oh, yeah, he forgets yeah. about the tree. How's our trap doing? Uh, <laughs> Is it sprung? Can I approach you? Oh, yeah. I'm beating yeah, come up here. Spike growth. Okay. It's gone. Right, let's see what I got here. I've got four of these. So this this uh, these first two were for miles. That was nineteen. Nineteen miles. Please give me a death by healing rope. It was a one hundred rope. And Warren, you need some healing. It's just a death saving throw. I would appreciate it. Seventeen. Warn. Saving throw. Death saving throw, please. Miles succeeds and doesn't die outright from just being healed. And Yog would say, I think a short rest might be in order. Succeeds. Success. As the, like, I'm feeling his magic, like, heal me and, like, it feels strange to me as like like what kind of magic is this that you know it heals but it kind of also makes me feel weak at the same time i don't know it could be my association with yergo but it does heal as you can see I will note that the DM is making a really strange face right now. I was going to say, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, too, hey, magic that heals but makes you feel weak. Where have I heard that before? Has somebody heard of this before? <laughs> I can't re recall myself. That, that was like the first rule we learned is that death by healing is a thing. Yeah, there are other views, but we forgot most of those. You see? Yeah, it's, like... it's been a while since we needed to Heal ourselves, apparently. Yeah, like I was, yeah. that's why I was like, "Oh no, that's a, that's a lot of healing." It, it'd be fine. Well, you can always uh, refuse my healing touch if you so desire. <laughs> I will let I... you guys know. Uh, the next cap for rolling is at thirty. So if you get to twenty nine HP, I'm not going to ask for anything. Mm -hmm. Oh no! Oh god. Anyways, um. Yeah, that is so strange. Um, make a mental note. Only in emergencies. Anyways, um, anybody else find anything on them, like some sort of like information or any way to like locate our, get our bearings straight as to wherever the heck we are. Can Miles try to attempt to like re like locate where we are, like get a grasp of, like how far we are from where we want to be, and where we're heading? Uh, Yug's gonna be searching around for medicinal herbs or and or poisons. And you said there was skulls with this uh, fern thing. 
Yes. So now oh, that killing totally is done, we're going to go talk about that. Miles, yeah. you're going to go walk up to Gilly where he was last seen, and you're going to talk about possible locations on how to find your way back, okay? Okay. All right, so the tree. Uh, it is a full-on willow tree, and there are small, tiny, and medium-sized bones littered in the lake, or the pond, and at the root feet of it. Uh, perception? Go for it. Or religion, from your point of view. I'm, I'm scouring with my eyes. 22. You want religion? Yeah, I also want a religion from you. 23. Fun stuff. I get to do this now. Let's go over... An odd tree, Wooten. What do you think? It is either some sort of wishing pool, similar to a fountain with coins tossed in it, or else I suspect this tree may be of some great significance to them. But it is it is unusual in a, in a forest such as this. I do not see any other willows out here. Seem to recall something about this. It's gonna come to me, I think. <laughs> oh, it, it's gonna bite you right in the face as soon as I <laughs> find it. I know I have it. Where'd you go? Your tongue. You can't quite. What is it? What is it's, it? It's it's right at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> ah, I knew it. I knew it well. Yurgle has been here. A skull with a scroll and a feather in either the eye or the cap of the head. The scroll being locked in his jaw is found on the tree, made like a shrine to Yargle. Like a literal skull or a carving into the tree? Both. Grown in and around it is a... Uh, a skull, okay, humanoid skull that has had a wooden scroll put into the jaw of the skull. This is gonna be fun. With again the quill or feather in the eye, and the tree growing around holding it. So what do I make of this? Since obviously it's connected to my god. Yeah, these my would have been uh, druids of Yargle. <laughs> ah, the irony of the death god. <laughs> we both serve him and we're at each other's throat. Well, time so does to... the father love to kill his children? <laughs> I guess I will make some records of their passing. I'll take out my own ink scroll and ink and paper and jot down. They're passing by our hand into the forest, and I guess that they would be moving on to Yurgle Kingdom, his domain. Uh, are you saying this out loud where I could hear this? Sure. You're... Yeah, I'm talking long loud to the so I can hear it. Mm -hmm. If that is your gun, 
Her gun has a lot in common with Loth. Tell me about Loth. She a death goddess. Mm. A goddess of death and treachery among my people. Constantly having ourselves uh, enslave or backstab uh, each other or other races. There's yeah, also that... a god of fertility and breeding, conquest, and a half of other dozen portfolios. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Poisons. slightly similar. Yurgle's main role is to simply be a scribe of those who have passed the veil. Mm -hmm. Not so much into treachery and deceit. Just records. Record keeping for the most part. Loth is known for intervening, while Yargle would never. Yeah, he just kind of sits back. Yargle is more lawful. Only the strong can survive and continue to rule, while Loth is more, or J. Loth is more of the poisonous, decaying death and using all the means, including the undead, which Yargle is completely against, to justify the means. The poison I like. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, you just might find yourself a priest of Jaloth. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's all I said. Poison is a means to death. I'm interested in it. I'm interested in life just as much. All right. So, uh, please give me from Miles uh, survival and nature. Okay. Okay, bye. Eh. Oh, no. Okay, between the two of you, you guys have a survival of a 13 and a nature of 12. 25. You guys figured out where you are. It's a matter of getting to where you need to go. That is always... Uh, you two are literally arguing back and forth, going over. It's like, if we head northeast... No, if we keep going northeast, we're going to end up going south, because that's how this place works. Don't you understand? But if we keep going east, at least we'll keep going in a circle till we hit where we wanted to go, which is eventually going to keep being east. No, we'll... So you are two having this argument. Yeah. It's just a he he don't know what he's talking about. He ain't been in these woods like I have. Fine. And he snaps his fingers and he just he's gone. Damn it. I was joking. Really? You gotta learn to take a joke. Huh. I think you've actually offended him. I didn't think that was possible. Alright, well now what do we do? Do we head east, like he was saying? Yeah. Uh, why don't we take a short rest, and then I need to do some proper burial of these priests. A rest does seem like a good idea right now. If everyone else is also okay with that. Just a yeah. quick one. It should take me no more than a half hour. 
I'm pretty skilled at burying the dead. Uh, whatever I would need to do to have a proper burial rite for these priests of Yurgle, druids of Yurgle, of course. I, I bear their no ill will for trying to kill us. They're just doing their thing, and this is all not being said out loud, only being said out of character <laughs> to the DM. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't worship yeah. Grumsh, where you have to tear <laughs> their limbs apart and feast upon <laughs> the dead. Yeah, your your burial's pretty bad, pretty good. You actually leave them where they died. You just yep. make sure that. They're cleaned up a little bit, but wherever they fell, uh, the ground around them will yeah. consume them. You don't bury them. You just give them their last rites and make sure they look presentable. Perfect. Uh, and that's about it. Wait, so shouldn't we toss that one that fell and died in that pit back in the pit? From Yarg's <laughs> perspective, you are allowed to touch him. He can't touch him because... He's a priest of Yarg. He's supposed to leave the dead where they lay. But because you are the nature, you are a natural component of life, and you decided to move the body, congratulations, his now new burial is over there. So it's this kind of fall where you may, but at the same time, if other people move you, then that's your new resting place. He's good where he is. All right. It's just a matter of doing a uh, a a minute prayer, following the ground that they lay upon. Perfect. All right. So is that the plan? Take a short rest. You guys are sitting there watching me do this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. While that's going on, I will sing a song of rest. All right. We last left off on Woot and Rolling on how to navigate. That brings us back to the very top, which is Miles, who can have advantage on his next check. Yay. I'm also going to award an inspiration die to uh, Jax for playing two characters and being able yeah. to pull off both of them smoothly at the same time. Not just simply rolling dice for both characters, but actually role-playing as both characters. So, take yeah, that. Yeah, deserves it. Alright. Then, Miles, you're up first. You may pick any skill that you didn't use last time. Which... Hmm. I think Miles is going to... I know I did... I know I did animal handling, and I think survival was my two skills last time. Okay, you can do survival again. You just kind of do the animal handling because you did survival cool. first. So, yeah, you, you can't go, go back to back. Yeah, and you have advantage on this first roll. I think I'm going to try to use nature this time. I'm trying to specifically like less of getting to where we're going, more find the area where the trees would grow. Try to find the actual natural habitat of them. Because you don't need to technically get to the center of the forest. You got to find where the trees are, right? Yep. So yeah, I'm going to try to use nature. That will be a success. Yay. As we're, like walking, as we're walking through this forest, I'm like, you know what? I just realized something. Does anybody have an axe? <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us thought about that. Well, we have wood. We could probably carry a tree. <laughs> oh. 
Plus, we're only getting it separately. We don't. We probably won't be that heavy. I hope. Uh, so who's next after uh, Miles? It was yeah. Uh, I think it was Yog. And then Nick Bourne. Then Lily. Okay. Then Wooten. No idea what I told Bryson. Uh, you do have a plus uh, D6 from me giving you um, Bardic Inspiration on during combat. <laughs> I'm not going to penalize that. Go for it. I'm going to say it's one of my ones that I haven't used. Uh, I just don't know which one, but I have a lot. To... I'll try but to keep that in mind. I may eventually enforce that. The inspiration only lasts for 10 minutes, and you guys took a short rest, which is minimum oh. an hour. But you can not, keep it anyway that. because it is a resource that you spent that you didn't get to use. So. Uh, how about Arcana? I'll do an Arcana check. I wanna, this is a magical living forest. Maybe I can divine some sort of magical sense of direction. 16. Let me check the DC. That's the bard if you need it. Yep, can add that, sure. D6? Yes. 18. Alright, you'll pass. Woohoo! It's this way. As you guys find the path, a actual stone road that looks like it's been grown over and has been receded a hundred times over in just the last month. Like the grass growing, consuming it, and then shrinking back down, disrupting the stone path. You guys come across what seems to be a lawn chair and a gnome sunbathing underneath a tree. You're in my light. Walk around. Sorry. Wait, is that you? Yes, it's me. What oh, took you so mind. long? I take that back. <laughs> well, you're trying to figure out how to get here. A little crazy this forest. But we're here now. Seen any saplings? Need some saplings. Redwood, wood song wood. I can kind of help you with this, but only for in the regards of the direction. Now that you've actually gotten here, it's not that bad. Up ahead, if you keep following this path, you go one mile in and you will come across uh, the great forest trees of Nesham. Then you're going to want to go north immediately. Keep going until you hit the lake. And there you will find where they grow the Sungwood trees. It is heavily guarded. Feel free to get creative on how you're going to uh, get them. The last time somebody needed to go get it, it was a solo job. And they left survivors, which was good. So that is my only recommendation. Try not to kill any of them. Unless you really want to and you think that would be better, then go for it. But other than that, no. Here's, here's where you need to go. If you need to have, build up a cover story in this um i'm sure you guys can find uh someone to help you out 
I mean, Lily here probably knows a person or two, uh, being a bunch of wood elves and all. Alright, well, I'm got a purple worm to go kill. Uh, what Any about other questions? Red, what about Redwood? Would that be there as well? Oh, right. Uh, you're gonna wanna, after you, oh, you're gonna have to probably do this in two teams then. Do you think you guys can trick them to send a shipment down south? That might be actually easier. Alright, well, no. Alright, well, it's, uh... The place with the Redwoods is to the east, farther in. And you'll also mark it. So... One... That was a good question. Any other? Mm. Uh, you mentioned something about guards. Yes, it's heavily guarded in a forest. By, by what? I haven't been there. You tell me. I, this is I how it know. works. You guys go out and scout things and tell me how things are. And that way, the next time we do this, I will have knowledge of it. Ah, very well. And he puts his cloak over his head and continues to sunbathe in a dark forest. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Gilly. Well, what now? Do you guys want to enter into the town? I'm sorry, the city? Yes, uh, and I believe Lily said she had an uncle in the town. Maybe she wants to find, she does. find him. Um... Corn's a bit nervous entering into, into um, I'm assuming this is a high elven town or a wood elven town? Wood elven. Okay, so even still, she is a bit nervous. Um, I As you guys make those last few hundred steps, you can see trees that are 300 feet thick that go way above the treetops, towering over higher and higher. These would look like ancient wood-sung trees that have grown and keep on growing year after year. There are rope bridges that span chasms between each other uh, tree. The branches themselves are a hundred-foot-thick branch that goes off, at least on the lower branches. And you can see that there are houses built around and into these uh, massive trees. And there's only three of these massive trees that make the trifecta of or a triangle-like bridge pure, a triangle formation that bridges span between. To get up there, there are these 25-foot wide circling staircases that make you feel like you're hiking up a mountain as they're driven into the wood itself. And you'll have to start the climb up the first, uh, what is it, several hundred feet, probably 750 feet at this point, just to make it to the first layer of town. Uh, up we go. 
Kind of wish we had wings. <laughs> we are going to end it there for the night as it is coming to a close on that description. Mm -hmm. So may everybody rest on wings of your own dreams. Oh, crap. We got to roll our dreams now. Until tomorrow. Yeah. That is actually something I do need to get for you guys. Could I have everybody, including, you know, from Lily? The uneven earth ground pulses with your every breath. The eyes are on you. Everywhere you look, a dozen or more red, cat-like, bean, monstrous eyes of different sizes, yipping and barking, sounds coming all around, birds crying, growling, snorting, screeching, clicking, chirping at you. There's almost no light, but what light there is is reflecting onto those eyes, staring back at you. You hold your breath and prepare for the worst. The noise. The noise has stopped. Many of those eyes gone. It's quiet. Even the birds have stopped. Their mournful song. Thump. 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 The ground shakes around you. The vegetation and the thick trees are rustling off in the distance. Crack. Crunch. The trees and the stones are breaking underfoot nearby. And snout and mouth pushes out through the vegetation. The teeth are taller than you. Its eyes go far back into its skull, looking at you as it opens its maw. A flapping sound, a gust of wind, and the beast that is looking at you is snatched up into the air by a giant lizard picking it up in the claws a winged behemoth with a face not just any face but with but with your face you break out of that trance adrenaline still pumping okay as i like gasp for air um sweating um I like take a moment to like check uh, myself to make sure that like I'm still real and awake from my trance and like you know making sure that like I still have my limbs as normal you don't seem to be scarred at all hmm. all right I only think to myself, if this is one of those lousy tests, damn be to her. Wooten. Sorry. You're still back on that bony monster, swiping your long blade. How do you kill that monster? These things with your blade, every time it comes in contact with a carapace, it just disappears. You yell below. No response, as you know that they are having the same issue and difficulty as you. I feel like any damage I do will be for naught, you curse out. Because I swear to Lathander, I've seen this one before as you try to cut it, its throat. 
that cut right there on its wrist and bicep, it, I swear, it's the same one. It's gone, but that creature, it has the same eyes, I swear. Something or someone is healing them. You wake up, fighting for your life, but only grabbing your bedroll. Chapter 16. Well, Natalie said my shoes are old and smelly and falling apart. I guess we're going to need to go get some new ones. But yeah, after that, it would be nice to finally move in with her. She's accepted my... I guess that was a wedding or marriage proposal. Either way, we bought new shoes. She says it was for my first... We bought new shoes. She says it was for my first best. Whatever that means. As it is, she prays to Bahamut for protection. She thanks him almost daily for sending me her way. After I have sent some thugs running when we went into town to sell her goods. Who would have guessed that a mop of a hobo like me would use a shovel like a longsword? They sure didn't. <laughs> Neither did I. I never brought it up, my past, and she has never asked. She seems to be getting a little bit round around the belly. I wonder what that means. And if you guys all wish our patrons a good night. Thanks for listening. I sure enjoyed the horrors that I got to throw at you. And I'm disappointed that I did not get to utilize all of the utilities that I prepared tonight. But that's okay. I will re repurpose them for another. <laughs> Good night, patrons. Tune Good in night again. Sleep well. Nighty night, children. <laughs> Your mother is always waiting for you. Alright, have a good night. Night all. Good night. Night.